from Lisbon in sunny Portugal, this is Radio Rotary. Hi, this is Jonah Tree Bosser, and welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People making this world a better place. Today we are coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in Lisbon, Portugal. We are broadcasting from the cavernous House of Friendship in the Fiera Internacional de Lisboa. Join us for the next half hour as we talk with Rotarians from around the world about the great things they are doing to serve humanity. Well, our guests now on Radio Rotary are two young people who have sports jackets festooned with buttons, dozens and dozens of buttons. And uh, Elijah Hines is uh, one of them. Good morning, Elijah. Hey, how you all doing? Terrific. And is it Kelsey McGowan? Hello. Hi, Kelsey. Now, what are all these pins about, Kelsey? Basically, it's an inter, it's a change, an intercambio, an exchange between pins, uh, foreigners between other countries. Right, so you're an exchange student. I'm an exchange student, so I meet exchange students, and I do a pin exchange. I get them my pin, and they give me their pin. Right, but now, right now you're living where? I'm living in Burgos, Spain. All right, and uh, you're from Michigan. And I'm from Portage, Michigan, yes. And you're a junior, are you? Right now, yes, I'm a junior this year. Okay. What's it like as a junior in high school, packing up, leaving mom and dad, and living in a foreign country for a whole year? It was a tough decision, and school is tough at first, of course, with everything in Spanish. But in the end, you learn that you gain so much more in one year abroad than one year of high school. And Elijah Hines, uh, I'm going to ask you a question everybody asks you. Do you get free ketchup? I do not. Not at all. I'm not related. It's very unfortunate. And Elijah, where have you been living for the past year? I've been living in Denia, a small town just kind of an hour or two south from Valencia. Was it a scary idea to just say, hey, Mom, Dad, I'm out of here. I'm going to Spain for a year? No, definitely not. Uh, my mom's a major traveler. When she was 19, decided to go through Europe and then ended up not coming home for about 10 years. <laughs> so it's just been kind of my family, to be honest. And uh, what's the most interesting thing you found about living in Spain? What's the biggest difference from living in Spain and living at home in uh, the United States? Um, definitely the pace of things. Like, they really, they don't really do a whole bunch of different things at one time. Uh, when it's the school year, you do schoolwork, and that's it. When it's the summer, you work, and then you do whatever that is. Back home, I was doing sports, school, work, all that jazz at the exact same time. So and it's a lot slower pace here, too. They really take their time and do things as well as they can, which is great. Elijah, do you think it's going to be a big adjustment going back to life in the United States? Yeah, I'm really going to miss being able to sleep for two hours in the middle of the day. That is going to be harsh. Very, very important to teenagers take that siesta. Kelsey McGowan of Michigan, um, you know, one of the uh, big initiatives in Rotary is peace around the world. Do you think that being an exchange student and learning and making friends and learning about the Spanish culture is going to help you understand, be more understanding of people around the world? Of course, because when you spend an exchange year in that in that country, that country becomes your home too. So you're never going to fight with your own country because it's always in your heart. That's terrific. Well, Kelsey McGowan and Elijah Hines, thank you both so much for joining us on Randy Rotary, and best of luck in the future. Yeah, great. Thank you. Kelsey, thank you, dear. Thank you very much. We're going to say good morning to Dr. Tunji Funcho of Nigeria, a Rotarian, and he's going to tell us a little bit about incubators for Africa. Dr. Tunji, good morning and welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning. 
Dean. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So what are, or what is, I should say, Incubators for Africa? Incubator for Africa is an initiative, you know, of uh, a few Rotarians who uh, want to assist, you know, uh, hospitals in Africa that do not have uh, at all enough uh, incubators for newborn babies who are born, you know, preterm. Uh, to ensure that they have, you know, uh, possibility of survival. What exactly is an incubator? An incubator is almost similar, you know, to the incubator we use, you know, in animal husbandry. It's basically to provide babies who are born uh, prematurely because of different, you know, reasons all over the world, uh, but do, do not have the, you know, capacity to regulate their own temperature, uh, which is very important. Also, their lungs are not properly developed, so they need some oxygen. Uh, the environment needs to be uh, moderated for them so that they have the right humidity, the right amount of oxygen, and the right temperature. And the whole idea is to isolate them in there because, again, they are prone to infections. So they are also isolated in these incubators to ensure that they don't get cross infections in the hospital and they get the right environment for them to start growing until they can survive on their own. And how do you go about getting uh, incubators to Africa for these children in need? Uh, we contact our Rotarian friends, you know, in parts of the world that are a little more affluent uh, and don't face these needs uh, virtually all over the world. We've had from the United States, from Japan, from Korea, from India in recent times. Um, and we ask clubs, you know, to partner with us uh, in Africa, clubs or districts. And then we approach Rotary Foundation and say, look, we have this club, you know, in Africa. We found a club, you know, uh, a partner club in another part of the Rotary world who are willing to, you know, do this project. Would you match it? And um, that is how we've been able to do quite a few of these projects. The most recent course is with a club in Agio, Japan, where we're bringing in 20 incubators, you know, to Nigeria. And how many children do you think you've been able to save with incubators for Africa? I think in the two years, really, that we've actually been having incubators come into Nigeria and Tanzania, we've been able to, on the average, about 240 you know, babies. That's terrific. Well, Dr. Tunji Funcho, thank you so much for everything you do to assure health of young people, uh, especially in Africa. And thanks for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you for having me. Our next guest on Radio Rotary is Martin Torrens of the Rotary Club of Gisborne in Australia, and he's going to talk to us about the fight against multiple sclerosis. Martin, good morning, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning. So, uh, how did uh, you get interested in fighting multiple sclerosis, and what's Rotary doing about that? Okay, well, my son has had multiple sclerosis for 25 years, and uh, Rotary wasn't doing anything, so we, attending the conventions thought that it, we have to get it on the map. So we started with uh, Rotary Club Project, grew to, you know, national. Now we're here, we've been to, I've been to 15 conventions now, and we use a lot of the things we use in our club, our district, as an example. The U.S. is doing a lot of things too. I mean, I know that uh, in U.S. every state's doing a bike ride. and So we just promote MS awareness and hopefully when polio is finished, maybe there's some help for MS research and um, take us further towards a, a, maybe a cure and uh, pushing the... Uh, boundaries and actually identifying the disease maybe even before children are born you know pediatric analysis that's that's really where it's happening before damage is done to the body you know they're having drugs that suppress it 
it's, a, it's an exciting field. It's a very complex disease. Well, what exactly is multiple sclerosis, for those who may not know? Okay, multiple sclerosis, if you think of your body as a, a robot, you know, your, your brain is the, the computer. Every action of your body has got a signal fr- through a system of nerves. And each nervous system is like an electric wire. There's a sheath called myelin, and your own immune system attacks that and scars it uh, and really uh, causes short circuits so the signals don't go to that part of the body. That's why it's so complex. Every person's different. depends where the short circuit occurs. Sometimes your body's strong enough to repair it and then remitting and relapsing. So you'll get it, you get over it with drugs, etc. And there's progressive MS like my son has. After 25 years, his, his brain is active. All he can do is just move his right hand. But he's got to remain positive. So his motto is, forget what you can't do, do what you can do. Focus on it. So he's gone back to university doing music composition. He can't play anymore, but he can write music. Well, that's terrific. Uh, Martin, if people at home want to learn more about rotary spite with multiple sclerosis, is there a website or information they can get? We have a website, but if you just Google R-A-G-M-S-A, that's Rotary Action Group of MS Awareness, and Google it, and it'll take you to our website, and there's different things that we've done that you can have a look at and a contact address for myself. Well, Rotarian Martin Torrens of Gisborne, Victoria, Australia, thank you for everything you're doing to fight multiple sclerosis, and thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And we'll be back with more of our coverage of the 2013 Rotary International Convention from Lisbon, Portugal, after these important messages. women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They have helped people grow food in communities around the world. They've taught millions of people to read. They've brought clean water to villages, worked toward world peace, and have nearly eradicated a crippling childhood disease from the face of the planet. But here's the thing. Each of those 1,200,000 women and men know they could accomplish so much more if only they were 1,200,000 and one. Find out what an impact one person can make. Learn about Rotary membership at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. 
Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With locations throughout the tri-state region in Dutchess County, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community. Making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Check us out at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in Lisbon, Portugal, where over 25,000 Rotarians from 164 different countries are meeting to share ideas on how to make the world a better place. We're going to say good morning now on Radio Rotary to Tim Clark of Australia. Uh, he's a Rotarian, and he's going to talk to us about something called Shelterbox. Good morning, Tim, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Uh, good morning, John. How are you today? Excellent. I think I'm supposed to say to you, good day. Good day, mate. <laughs> Very good. So what exactly is Shelterbox? Well, Shelterbox is a disaster, international disaster relief organization. It is Rotary International's first Rotary project partner. It's based in England. We have over 20 international affiliates, including the USA. Um, and what we do is we have this iconic little green box, which we put in everything that someone would need if they've lost their home through a disaster, natural disaster, like a tsunami or an earthquake, uh, refugees, um, various things like that. Um, the, the box is um, costs a thousand dollars US, and that includes everything in the box and also all of the logistics of actually delivering it. So it means chartering planes to get them there, getting our shelter box response team members, um, airfares, and then the, the, feed them so they can actually go on the ground, make sure the project gets there and it's delivered. The one thing we don't do is we don't sort of just bring it in, dump it, and let it be, you know, and then see what happens. We actually make sure that the people on the ground who need it, working say with with the local um, with the locals, uh, it gets distributed to where it's needed and it doesn't get pilfered. So now, Tim, uh, as, let me describe the shelter box for our listening audience. It looks like a gigantic Tupperware box about the size of an old-fashioned steamer trunk. And I tell you, I should have taken lessons from you shelter box folks about how to pack to come here to Lisbon because there's not a square inch of this place that's, that's wasted. You've got all sorts of things, including a gigantic tent built into this little box. There's a tent. There's a t- there's a tent in there, um, which we comes in two types. One is for t- temperate climates and um, hot climates. Um, we can also put a third layer inside the tent uh, for a thermal lining for cold climates. It includes um, the tent, which can accommodate up to ten people, but uh, we usually say one family. It has a, a small wood stove in it. It has um, um, cooking utensils and eating utensils for five people. It has a basic handyman's toolkit. It has a kit for um, um, filtering water. Uh, can filter up to 15,000 litres of water and can get out everything 
down to the size of a virus. Um, and, and you also have something for the kids to keep them busy during the disaster while mom and dad figure out how to rebuild the house. We certainly do. We have a little pack for kids. It's got um, colouring books, pencils, crayons, things like this, um, little books. So they've actually got something to keep them, keep them busy. The other thing we also have, which we don't display here, is we actually have another box, which is red and blue, and two of those boxes actually make up a, a, um, a classroom kit. It's got chalk, it's got a folding blackboard, um, exercise books, um, all, the, all, the, all the tools you need. Because if everyone's house is gone, the other thing is their school's probably gone as well. So we can actually, and those are, those are sent out on a uh, discretionary basis as, as, we, as we need them if, you, if we see the need. And, you know, um, the, the fact about Shelter Box, it's, as you say, it's iconic. It's known around the world, the bright green boxes. And uh, how many disasters have we responded to as Rotarians through Shelter Box? It's 12 years, um, 78 countries, nearly 200 disasters, about 160 deployments, and over 100,000 families. Well, Tim Clark of Australia, thank you so much for everything you do to assure that people at enduring disasters are taken care of. And tell us about uh, how people can find out more about Shelterbox. Is there a website? There is a website, um, shelterbox.org. If you go into the shelterbox.org site, you'll see on it a list of uh, a group of little national flags. You click on the national flag, so you click on the stars and stripes. That will redirect you to the Shelterbox USA um, website. And Shelterbox actually has a, um, an office actually in Sarasota in Florida um, with um, a full-time president and a couple of other staff, and they basically uh, run the um, USA operation. Tim Clark of Shelterbox, a Rotarian from Australia, thanks so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much for talking to me. We're joined on Radio Rotary by Dr. Tezo Tamura, and we'll be talking about the Hiroshima Peace Project. Ohio gozaimasu, Dr. Tezo. Ohio gozaimasu, uh, Mr. Jonah-san. Jonah. Yes. So what is the Hiroshima Peace Project? It was great. It was a lot of people come from the uh, all over the world. A lot of countries from 54 countries. The people come and the total attendance are the uh, two thousand four hundred people and they came to Hiroshima in Japan yes 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 and of course that was the site of the dropping of the atomic bomb to end World War two yeah I think so but the uh, this time we are not so related to the atomic bomb just we are uh, thinking about how to make a peace Rotary Peace Forum to us. And uh, of the 2,400 people attended and discussed how uh, peace could be made in the world, and are you hopeful that this uh, project, when people went home to their individual countries, will spread the word of peace, especially Rotary's idea of peace through service? Oh, yes. The theme of the uh, forum was the uh, peace begins with you. In in our uh, forum, uh, everybody say said that the uh, peace begins with me. <laughs>
Well, that's very good. That's very good. Well, uh, Dr. Taizo Tamura, thank you for everything you're doing to assure peace in the world, and thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Our next guest on Radio Rotary is Rotarian Erwin Kumka from the Winnipeg West Rotary Club in Canada, and we're going to be talking about Rotary's Adventures in Human Rights. Good morning, Erwin, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you. So what are Rotary's Adventures in Human Rights? Well, starting in 2015, uh, we're going to have a wonderful new facility called the Canadian Museum for Human Rights. It's a uh, museum which is going to focus on some of the, the bad things that have happened in human history uh, and allow people to learn from some of the things that happened, allow them to interact and, and, and hopefully um, be able to appreciate the need to preserve human rights. Rotary has been chosen by the Canadian Museum for Human Rights to uh, provide the logistics package where we will be bringing students to Winnipeg to experience the museum and Winnipeg for a seven-day period. Uh, we'll be providing for a safe environment for them. Uh, you know, when, when mom and dad sends off the high school student, we want to make sure that they're, they're going to be looked after and, and, and uh, have, a, have a, a good experience. What was, what was the, the idea or genesis of this? Why did, we, why did you folks in Canada decide to have this uh, Museum of Human Rights? Well, we weren't, we weren't directly responsible for the concept of the Human Rights Museum. We're very fortunate to have a very successful businessman in Winnipeg called Israel Asper, and he had this concept of, of building a museum to present uh, human rights. Many people will talk and say to us about human rights, well, let's just hide them underneath the table. Let's, let's, let's try and forget about the genocide. Uh, let's try and forget about the Holocaust. But, but uh, he was uh, of the opinion that, unfortunately, history has a way of repeating itself. And so it's very important for us as human beings to learn about what went on and learn from uh, mis the mistakes of the past and make sure they don't happen again. And if people at home want to learn more about uh, this proposed Museum of Human Rights and Rotary's Adventures in Human Rights, is there a website? Or a there is a website, yes. It's uh, www.rotary.wppd5550.org. So it's a... It's, do, do, that, do that one again. Okay. It's www.rotary.wppd5550.org. This is a District 5550 uh, sponsored project. Well, Rotarian Erwin Kumka of Winnipeg West Canada, thank you for everything you're doing to remind people about the importance of human rights in the world, and thanks for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much, Joe. Well, we've had a delightful time at the Rotary International Convention here in Lisbon, Portugal, and I hope you've enjoyed listening as much as I've enjoyed bringing this to you. This is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. So long from Portugal.
Join Red Hook Rotary as they honor environmentalist and community volunteer Ruth O.J. as their Citizen of the Year. There will be a dinner and roast on Tuesday, October 22nd, 2013 at 6.15 p.m. at the Red Hook Firehouse. Tickets are just $40 per person and may be purchased by calling Nikki Weaver at 845-756-5381. That's 845-756-5381. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org. 